you got it. I did two already. And we're rolling, guys. Uh, let me go ahead and start us up. Ladies and gentlemen, as per usual, we have an amazing, amazing guest. We, we have the best guests on, in, on any podcast, if I'm being honest. Uh, this one yeah. was a little bit harder to get. I had to... Suck it, Terry. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I had to pull some strings. I had to pull some teeth. I had to bend some arms. I had to give my own arm and my own leg. But we got her. The one, the only, the incomparable Claire Barnett is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby, you excited? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know the listeners are for sure excited. Uh, wow. Claire, welcome. That was an intro. Thank you. Yeah, I actually, I, I wrote that intro uh, earlier today. And oh, I was really? Like, and you God. memorized it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Practice in front of the mirror. Uh, I didn't practice in front of the mirror, but I did like think about it like twice. That's really special. Well, I appreciate it. No problem, no problem. Thank you for being here. Uh, before we get started, we, we got to do the theme. Oh. Oh my gosh, you do it live? Yeah, here's yes. a little tambourine for you to show. I was oh supposed to bring bongos, but I forgot. Wait, do you put it on your hand like this? It's actually for your foot, so you can oh. tap, but you can just shake it. Okay. <laughs> Hold it a little bit farther away from the mic, though, because it's, it's pretty like loud. This? Like right here? Probably. Why not? I've never done this before. Okay. Oh god. That was bad. I don't know god. how to I this. I should have practiced earlier. Do you go like this? Yeah, that's fine. You just gotta, you know, do the rhythm. My guitar was pretty bad out of tune as well. That was such a failed attempt. I mean, I think it's cool that you guys do it live. We're doing it live, like a, a <laughs> video of like Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. What's he say? Like, he says, "Fuck it." I've never played this before. You got it. All right, you ready, Toby? Maybe. All right, let's try that one, one more time. pretty bad we usually I've do that better i've never used one of these before i don't know like what beat i'm supposed to shake it on but i appreciate you letting me participate i thought that was amazing we should have okay. let her lead it like lead it off like yeah, set, like set, set the beat yeah. and then All right, yeah and then we wait. oh no okay <laughs> we can't do it if we, we need that's what we'll do when we have the bongos they have to start it off so yeah. we play, well, we play along with them other rather than the other way around oh yeah that would have been a lot better there's really not a lot of science behind that one. <laughs> she like puts like tear her mouth and like right to blow. <laughs> how do I use this? <laughs> uh, so how about that election going on right now, guys? Uh man, I don't how even know. How about it? Man. Scary stuff. I uh man, it's 
here's one thing that I've been really aggravated about. Uh, and burn me at the cross, if you will. If, if I'm allowed to say that. Maybe that's insensitive to say. But that's blasphemous. <laughs> oh, no. That's blasphemous. Heresy. Uh, I am really upset with a lot of my democratic friends because like oh, here's because the they voted for joe biden no 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 here's the thing here's the thing here's, here's what's upsetting me about this whole thing like we get it you want to sound like you're smart and saying like biden sucks but i'm gonna vote for him and i'm like dude like save that for after the election yeah you know? yeah no, like, once it's done then then, then we'll Talk shit about him yeah, but for four years. You're not doing any credit to anyone other than helping Donald Trump get more votes by talking about how stupid Biden is. Yes. And I can say yeah. this because this will be aired after the election. But, well, but what like, if uh, what if the, uh, the the electoral college gets, you know, hijacked or some shit, right? Regardless. Surely not. I, I'm just, I, I, that was really aggravating me on uh, this last two days. I'm like, okay, you want to sound smart, cool. Like, yeah. I, congratulations. I've been staying off of well, social media. Yeah, and like that. super outspoken Democrats that I know have been like just not saying anything because they don't like Biden, but it's like you still need to like talk about it. Like they were super That's going. That's how I've been, honestly. I, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I like, Tobias. I mean, <laughs> Tobias, you suck. I I sorry to just at you right now. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I like, I like how ruthless you came in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm thinking of somebody else, but I'm just saying. Oh, like, that other Tobias. That other Tobias. <laughs> other Tobias people. Yeah, I think we can talk shit about Biden after he gets elected. After the election. But let's not talk about like I we mean, can it, throw all that stuff before, like before he's the Democratic nominee. But then once he becomes the nominee, like yeah. let's get behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, there's an uh, there's an Instagram I follow called Settle for Biden, and I'm just like a fan because uh-huh. it's like. You guys, even though he's not the greatest, you have to vote for him, or well, what, or yeah. you're voting for Trump. If if you're if you're a Democrat, you know, and I I, I understand I understand like, here's the thing I I, I don't want to say like if you're a Republican you're evil or stupid because I, I know that's not the case, but like if you're a Republican fueled by uh, xenophobia, by homophobia, racism, classism, like that's that's to me that's evil. You know, if you're in it for like the platform, the true platform of a uh, Republican, whatever, which are like you know, not not all Lower the hate taxes, things. yeah, 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 that's stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't agree with you in 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 your platform, but I can say like, okay, that's the nature of politics. We're gonna disagree a little bit here and there, and that's why we have elections. You know, that's why we do things like that. But so much of his platform to me is just like mm-hmm. racism and and homophobia and and all that jazz yeah, yeah. and you it's know? like it's not a deal breaker to the people that they're saying oh it's about taxes it's about the economy but it's it's saying so yeah. like it's not a deal breaker that he's totally no, racist that's the whole thing man yeah because i mean you look at i mean look at florida they, they voted to raise their minimum wage which is like the like to 15 dollars which is the least republican like thing out there yeah mm-hmm. but they still went they still went for trump still went so it's red. not about the so economy. it's obviously not about like the actual like platform you know it's like about his political yeah. platform yeah it's about him as a brand I think. yeah it's so upsetting which is kind of you know and racist. i i 
like I'm not I'm not surprised in any way that this happened and I I want to be but just like him saying before the election was even close to like saying like all right it's done it's in the bag that whole spill about they cheated me and I I won already folks folks I won already like that like it's just insultingly fatuous to me it's it's yeah I, I don't know how else to say that you know yeah but that's yeah. just my opinion I mean, uh, I, I agree. It was so upsetting to, like, see him talk like that at one thirty in the morning, and then, like, he looked like he was in the lead, and it was like, are we really doing this for another four years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I woke now, up to that yeah. shit today, and it put me in a bad mood. Yeah, it's just, like, really? Are we really gonna, like, sad. your last day? I don't know. It might not be his last day, but, like, it's just, like, really? I don't know. I hate him. He's <laughs> gonna be pulling that shit until Inauguration Day. Yeah. Though, so. Uh yeah, we gotta get used to it. Yeah. By the way, to the listeners, I, I if, if you're a Republican, you know, and you want to be on the show, like, don't think Hit that the subscribe just, button. Like, <laughs> don't think that like this is just a, a roast Republican session. Uh, it just so happens that the three of us are leaning more towards the Democratic side, and that's what we're talking about right now. It's if a you wanna Trump come, roast, not a Republican it's roast. It's a Trump roast to, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I respect deal. anyone's opinion so long as it's not, you know. A rump roast. A, a hateful opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a rump roast. It's a rump roast, baby. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, do you guys want to keep talking politics? Uh, or do you guys want to segue into something I, a little I more I don't think we should talk about politics too much. I, I agree. I feel I like did... all the Republicans have signed off now. Oh, yeah. oh so let's really get <laughs> into it. Who'd you vote for in the primary? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you... uh, um, Bernie. How... Heck, cool. Let's Me too. Who'd you vote for? Bernie. Okay. Yeah. Who'd you vote for? Uh, I'm not allowed to vote. Oh, you're not allowed to vote. Convicted felon. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Just uh, I'm I'm an immigrant, and they don't they don't let me do stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I knew that, but I didn't know you were. Well, I, I I am here on, like, a visa. Yeah. If I were, like, a resident or, like, a nationalized American, I, I could vote. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. But that's, like, a whole process. What Are you trying to do that, or you're not even going for that? Uh, I would like to. I, I've been considering lately, and this is a very recent thought, I, I kind of want to live in japan at some point in my life that'd be oh. cool yeah yeah i think that would be like a, a really good experience for me uh just because i being a minority that grew up in 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 the south here in america i have been accustomed to certain like perceptions mm-hmm. i i'd I lived in houston for a year and in the neighborhood that i lived in and even where i worked it was like all hispanics you know uh I could go to Subway and just order my sandwich in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was super common to speak Spanish. Uh, it was, I, I don't want to say it was a necessity to, to be able to speak English, but you could probably get by pretty well not speaking English. Regardless, when I came back to the, to, to the state of Arkansas, I was hit with such a, like a culture cla- uh, crash clash what's the word i think clash shock. Culture, culture shock, shock. Yeah, yeah yeah i was hit by such a huge culture shock and it was it was kind of it, it really kind of depressed me because i had forgotten just like from one year of not being around it i had forgotten what 
uh, the culture is like here in terms of, you know, uh, race. And I'm not saying, of, of course, there's great people here in Arkansas. There's amazing people. And I, I love uh, a lot of my relationships that I have here. Uh, and there's a lot of people that I admire. But just the ambience of, of, of walking around and just, you, you really feel it once you step out of it. So I, I, I would like to see like the, the difference between like American life and Japanese life. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to, I thought about Germany as well, but uh, I'm a big fan of like, I'm not a giant weeb or anything, but I, I do think like Japanese culture is pretty fucking cool. I think Japanese culture, cool. I don't even yeah. watch anime. I watched. I, I, mean, I, I can I think, tell you do I think, from yeah. your shirt. I think. <laughs> oh, guys! I'm wearing my Yu Yu Hakusho shirt right here. Uh, I just got. You this can bag. buy it in our store. <laughs> just kidding. Shop at uh, <laughs> our merchandise. I'll give you this same shirt. Make an offer, <laughs> and I might. It. Yeah, and it was featured on the podcast. <laughs> that uh, increases the value substantially. Yes. Yeah. So that's the. I hate. You know what, man? I do this every episode. This is not about me. This is about Claire. This it's is about. It's about all of us. This is yeah. camaraderie. This, this is Claire fellowship. Is, Claire is so much bigger than all of us, guys. Let's make <laughs> this about what is <laughs> like an important. She's huge, tall yeah. girl. Yeah, we're actually using trick photography to make her look like we're in Forced the same perspective. Room. Yeah, yeah perspective. Uh, oh what gosh. do you call that? I think forced perspective. Forced perspective. She's yeah. actually like like three yards away from the desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, so let's talk about like, uh, well, obviously you're a you're a filmmaker. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, you're a filmmaker. <laughs> needless to say, she makes films, guys. Um, no, but. Whoa. Uh, that was the audience. You're, you're, that <laughs> oh, okay. was the audience. We're filmed in front of a live audience, by the way. It's just uh, one person. It's just He's one here. person. And he woos sometimes and claps. He hasn't made one sound yet. <laughs> and he stares. Ooh. And we're talking about David, by the way. Yeah. He's our behind yeah. the scenes guy. <laughs> we have a, an audience, but they just make like it doesn't. Their reactions are like not at all like accurate to what's going on. What if they just like <laughs> they're like boo? Yeah, what if they just booed us like the whole time <laughs> instead oh my of applauding God, us? No, no, but you're you're also a musician. That's what I was gonna transfer into. Uh, I I imagine film is like your 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 love though, right? Yeah. Well, I yes. At this point, it is. But I didn't like decide on film until I started going to UCA three years ago. So I wanted to be a musician for the longest time. And then I want I have just like dabbled in all the different creative things. And so I think film for me is like a culmination of all my different like interests. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get to do like photography, you get to do like acting well, not acting but directing actors. Well, you, you have acted. I have acted Oh, you and I were we in a scene together, together yeah. in David's movie. Yeah, we're, we got yeah. that whole squad right so, here. So, yeah, wow. I'm an actress. I wasn't in that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby was there in spirit, though. <laughs> Toby, <laughs> Toby acted in my movie. Yeah. Sisters. Which one? Who were you and Sisters? He literally, like... I was I, a clerk. I nobody... Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember it was like yeah. somebody didn't show up, and, you're, and I was like, in? Tobias, can you just, like, be in this? Is that in? No, Did it, that it make was, it in? It didn't make it in. It didn't make it. Okay, then so I didn't maybe it did. It's actually. on the editing room floor. You I don't were remember. you were a clerk in Mars as well, right? Yeah. For Bailey Brown. That's your like. That's your that's your position. That's, that's why I was in this in this role. 
yeah. Ariel and Claire's movie. Because it's a call. I he did like, a great I was like, job. I was like, I've done this role before. <laughs> like last uh-huh. weekend. Yeah. yeah. No, he did a great job. Um, but yeah, so basically I am an actress. But as I was saying, um, it basically combines... Film is just like everything I'm interested in mm-hmm. in in a little package. So like yeah. music and writing. photography and writing and acting and like making you know video whatever. And, and bossing people around. Bossing people around. Popping your thumb. Popping, Popping my thumb in front of the in the microphone. Mic. Wait, now I can't. Oh, you know what? That's some ASMR for the people. Hey, uh, that's gonna <laughs> charge extra if you want to listen to that, oh people. Oh god, okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's one of my biggest memories of film school. What? Just the amount of cigarettes I found myself smoking from being stressed all the time. Yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, and being on set where everyone is smoking yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, well, not yeah, not everyone, but I don't know. There were a few sets where everyone was smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes. I have asthma. Oh, you're lucky. Well, uh, no, you're not lucky. <laughs> I'm, I'm so lucky. lucky. Asthma. <laughs> asthma. So have, so have it's cool things. Yeah. You smoke uh, an inhaler. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my sm- that's my cigarette of choice. <laughs> no, I strongly discourage anyone out there from smoking. I, I yeah. think I'm, uh, I, that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, film school will do it to you. It truly will. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I was pretty stressed out. You guys handled it well, though, because uh, you both are. Uh, Toby, Toby finished Sometimes. the program. Claire, you're yeah. on your way. On my way. I'm, yeah, I'm in DF3. Next semester, all I have is DF4. Last class of the whole thing, the whole shebang. How is that do, doing DF4 in a pandemic? <laughs> well, it's all over Zoom. So, like, this semester is all pre production for. Three of viewers at home. Uh-huh. It's the last the last year of the program is like working on one short. So basically, um, DF three is just pre production. Then we shoot it the the spring semester of DF four. So DF three is not so bad virtually, honestly, because it's like we're not actually needing to shoot anything yet. I feel like DF two and one would have been really really hard to do. Mm-hmm virtually but it's honestly fine i'm nervous about how df4 will go i mean not nervous we're gonna we're gonna get it shot and everything but basically right now we're just having zoom classes and meeting like with our little production groups on zoom and whatever and however we want to do it but it's yeah it's not as bad as it sounds like it might actually take a lot of the you know bullshit out of it Mm -hmm. uh, if i'm being honest yeah it's honestly fine we'll see how next semester goes but Maybe like by then, uh, like the 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 guidelines will be a little bit more lenient, or they might be worse. I hope so. Who knows? Yeah, I um, hope so, but I'm not expecting anything different. Well, you know the uh, the virus is going away after the election. Yeah, yeah we scared them out. It's just gonna like a miracle; it'll disappear. Yeah, yeah. that's a direct quote from Donald Trump. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that man is a very stable genius, mm-hmm. as we as we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. So, uh, you wanted to be a musician first, like, uh, yeah. you want to tell us how that got started? Well, I started singing, like, I started writing music when I was, like, four, which is hilarious to say, but I did, like, I would write little songs and record them, and then I, I, like, started playing, like, the piano when I was really young, um, just, I didn't know what I was doing, I was just making stuff up, and mm-hmm. then I started lessons when I was seven, I think I, I went through, like, when I was... In like ninth grade, I think I quit lessons, but I never stopped playing. Right. Um, 
And so, yeah, I was writing songs and I did like all that kind of stuff for a while. I have songs on iTunes. I think they might still be there. Are you serious? Ooh. From when I was literally like 12. You wanna, oh, it's really? It's so embarrassing. You want to share the, the, like, no. the link for people to look up? <laughs> you, is, okay. it, is it your name? It's just Claire Prather, my maiden name. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's really I'm going to go add that to my library. Yeah, me too. I mean, you sh- it's like I want people to listen to it because it's funny, but it's uh-huh. like not my prized work. But it, I mean, I was like super into it. Like I was on the route to like being like wanting to like really super pursue stardom. it. Mm-hmm. One to yes. be a superstar. I don't know if I ever would have gotten well, there. You know, uh, Mozart wrote his first masterpiece at the age of like four or like five. Like five, five, yeah. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it a masterpiece or was it just like a thing? No, it was good. He wrote an entire symphony it. at five years old. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. How did he even... I don't know, man. Understand. Uh, even understand what a symphony was. Yeah, yes. I know. The, the structure have, of it. They didn't even know. have TV. I don't know, man. He was they didn't a have the internet. Well, he 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 came from his dad was like a like a musician as well. Oh. A lot of those people, a lot of the people that uh, are just like incredibly good at music, you'll you'll do research on them and find out that like their parents were were big mm-hmm. musicians as well. Yeah, like they, they made them do it sense. as a kid. Yeah, like yeah. like Van Halen and all. Like his his dad was like a big musician at some point or some like. Van Halen. His father was Eddie Van Halen. It's crazy. <laughs> like we're talking about his son. You're talking about Wolfgang. That's, that's Wolfgang. the joke yeah. that you're making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were coming. We were coming up with a joke uh, a while ago. And oh, please share it. Well. Kind it's of, about daylight wait, savings wait, 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 time. Wait, wait, wait. Is Let it me, a knock knock joke? Last time, Amali, oh. when Amali was here, I I had it like this: the beginnings of a joke that I shared, and it was like super underdeveloped, just okay. like the direction. So I'm gonna try to do this again today. Okay. Uh, I'll act like I don't know. Okay. So we were talking about daylight savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we brought up the song uh, by Bob Dylan, "The Times They Are a Changing." And and I don't know how to structure it. I don't know how to deliver the punchline. That's what it was about. But the, the song time. is about the daylight daylight savings time. Yeah. Um. Maybe you can make it like a GIF. <laughs> what would a GIF be? A GIF, you mean? A, g- a GIF. I, it's pronounced GIF. I uh, I don't. No, but I I'm like I'm picturing like, like, like daylight savings question mark and then a GIF of uh, Bob, Bob Dylan and then it says the times they are changing. Yeah, I can't that believe, would make me laugh. I haven't yeah. seen anyone do that yet. <laughs> when, Isn't that weird? When the no no how about this? It says when the times are changing and then it's Bob Dylan. Oh, that's says, funnier. Oh, wait. The times they are changing. When are the times changing? <laughs> but wait, okay. I was tracking until the end. <laughs> oh no, I got it. I no, got the it. The joke is that it's just it's, it's stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. What, what day is daylight savings? It was like November first. No, okay, so it's like uh, October thirty first, eleven fifty nine, and then uh, and then November first, and then it's Bob Dylan. Uh, the time. Uh, a a, a uh-huh. GIF of Bob GIF. Dylan. And he's, he's like going, moving. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got his he's playing it live. He's playing the harmonica. The times they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a really good joke. I Thank think you, you should make it. TM, by the way. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> that's another thing we started last podcast. That's too. a little. Uh, yeah, that's an ongoing joke for our listeners. Oh, they really love good. that one. It's really good. TM. We should. We should get a. We should get a listener mail bag. We should. We should have a an uh, email. I. I, I yeah, well, yeah. we do have an email. I, I started one. You what do, is it? yeah. And What's I started the name a, of this podcast. The the, the, the colored, colored door. door. The podcast. colored door. Yes. Okay, I like it. Thank you. I came up with it. 
Is it? Is there a colored door here? What's the philosophy behind the name? Ah, uh, hey is man, it, we're we're opening up uh, a doorway to the Little Rock Central, slash Central Arkansas, Arkansas slash Arkansas art scene. Okay, yeah, artistic communities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is a general artistic community da, da, podcast. Da, da, da. Yes. yes. Like it's not specific to film. Uh no no no. Uh, our first day. Well. Uh, Sam is, Sam a is a filmmaker, but but I I consider yeah. film first and film. I consider Sam first and foremost like musician. a musician. musician I don't yeah. I don't want to discredit like his film because I know like he he does that. He's really passionate about that. But when I met him, uh, mm. it was through his work with the Strickers. Totally He's funny. an all around guy. He's all, yeah. all around just a good dude. Me and Sam knew each other at church when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. We played together at, at the, in the band FSM. Dude, I went to FSM. You did, Tobias? Yeah. I how, never saw you. How come you. she never saw you then, Toby? you were Tobias? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when did no. you go? What year? Wait, are you older than Toby's me? Toby's just calling you out. Maybe. How old are you? I'm 23. I'm going to be 23. My birthday is on Saturday. Okay. Just so that everybody knows. Oh, happy Guys, birthday. Uh, I'm moving on Saturday. This is going to come out a bit late, but make sure you wish uh, Claire Burnett a happy birthday. On whatever Saturday comes after you listen to this. Yep. La la. <laughs> And by uh, the way, uh, <laughs> if you want to like share, uh, you know, say follow me on whatever you want to share on. Or, you know, gift ideas. Oh. Or gift ideas. Yeah, well, I always accept like gift cards of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Amazon, share her, Chick-fil-A. Go ahead and share your uh, Venmo and your uh, cash um, app. Venmo is at Clary B. Um, that's Clary B. <laughs> and now the passwords. <laughs> and what's, passwords uh, what's your social it. security number? Oh, while yeah, you're that's at 4 4 I'm just kidding. Does it start with four four? Um, no, it doesn't. Okay. I was trying to throw. What if, like, off. for the rest of the podcast, we're just like slowly, like, trying to fish out the next digit of yeah, social like, security? Hmm, so, I write down. Did you say four, nine? I mean, is there a nine somewhere in there, like near the beginning, near the end? Anyways, you went to Evans. Okay, so wait, were you? When did you go? Because I went there my junior and sophomore year of high school. Uh, probably. Did we overlap? Freshman and maybe sophomore? Maybe we overlapped for... Did you ever go to one of the open mic nights? Yeah, that was when... That was when... Uh, that was when Chimp 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 premiered. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I sang that night. Really? I sang one of the songs I wrote. Oh. You probably saw me and just, you yeah. know, we're so blown away that you forgot. Well, yeah. No, it's, it's just <laughs> She's been, been known to call some years. Yeah, just That's like... All. Just gaps in your memory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it literally blew my I, mind. I hope it's I remember that out of my tomorrow, head. To be honest, out of my <laughs> gone. Yeah. Anyways, that was my shining time in life. Your glory was days. FSM worship band. Yeah. yeah, I'm still waiting for my glory days. I haven't hit my prime yet, so guys, be on the lookout. I hope I have glory days. Do, do, do. Was that that's our next one? segment. We're, let's do a segment called Glory Days. Oh, that's cute. Um, What's it going to be about? It's going to go like this. Bum, 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 Wait, bum, it should have like pictures bum, of them bum, as bum, kids. Bum, bum. Yeah, we could. Bum, bum, uh, bum. Let's develop it right now. All right, so wait, what are we doing? Glory, Glory Days. Days. Glory segment. Days. I got to learn the song, man. I don't, um, I don't know how to play it. Glory It's, it's okay. No, it's, uh, it's people telling their most embarrassing story as a kid. Go ahead, please. No, it up I don't us. have one. Yo, you've never been embarrassed. No, I've never been embarrassed. I'm fucking awesome. I've never been embarrassed. <laughs> I definitely have one, but like, okay, it. every time I tell this story, <laughs> poop people. My pants <laughs> Everyone started pooping their pants immediately <laughs> afterwards. Just to be cool. <laughs> oh my god, okay, never mind. I don't have one. No, I'm just saying, one. as a concept, <laughs> yeah. 
That would be really funny. That would be. Why don't you go ahead and I'll share Well, the thing is, stories. every time I've shared my, like, most embarrassing story, like, people, like, get sad. Like, it's not funny. It's just sad. Kind of like me talking about my headshots. Yes. Or, yeah. Dude, that was, like, half of, like, the last episode was, like, us talking about, like... We had a depression party. We had, yeah, we did. We were oh, talking about no. how, like... We, yeah, we started talking about, like... But it was funny. What? I don't think it was funny. Some of it I was. It was sad. Some of it was. For real, sad was it that bad, sad? Like, I, not that funny sad. Funny in a bad oh, way. Oh, I did start a segment last time. It was called Fishing for Compliments. Where... Ooh, what is that one? <laughs> Toby, you, I fished we for compliments last time. get out the fishing pole. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I did it last time, Toby. Reel them in. Yeah. Exactly. You want to go ahead and uh, fish for some compliments? Yeah. Yeah. What, what you guys, like, what, what's your favorite thing about me? That's, Probably. I think exit word for word, John's question. That was. That, no, I, I think. <laughs> what's your favorite thing about me? I think out of, out of all of my assets, what, what is your favorite? of mine I think what that's is the same, same question what did Amalia say uh, she said like my your glasses your hair oh Toby okay. said my hair I was gonna say yeah. your hair really I yeah, hate I, I, I think hair. that's my worst I, asset and when I said that I said it to be I said it to be funny what you didn't mean it no no I do like your hair but I said it because I thought it was funny just how superficial it was oh yeah 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 that's, well, that was sure, my for sure well, yeah. you know what, Toby? My favorite part about you is uh, what an honest and good person you are Thanks. Aww. Yeah. Claire, what's your favorite thing about Toby? Um, his hair. That's good. I do. I do like his hair. Your personality. I know that. Yeah. It's. I, I don't want. I don't my, like this. My, I don't like fishing for compliments. My favorite. My favorite weird. makes me feel weird. Toby, my favorite asset like of yours is uh, how great you think I am. Yeah, you are. Oh. You are great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's really good. I I told my dad weird. about you today. You did? Yeah. What did he say? What did Jim say? He said, "Good." I don't. I don't remember what uh, he said. I'm he said, "Question cool. the credibility of He's said, cool. cool. He said, "Cool." cool. I don't, why you? I don't cool. fucking care. Cool. About this. <laughs> John. He's met me. He, he met me at Bearsden. Oh, and he when he dropped yeah. the lawnmower off when I was living at your house. Yeah. What? I, yeah, I I mentioned you, and he said, "Who's John?" Jeez. <laughs> not not to not to hurt well, yourself. I have been known to cause people but... amnesia. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, like you me. blew his mind. I blew his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well then, let's uh, talk about how you got into into film. Not just like you know. Like pre loving the art form, and also post loving the art form. Okay. Uh, consuming it, consuming, consuming film. How was that? Film. Digesting it. Was that what you were? Well, sure. so talking about? I sure. I basically always grew up loving movies. I didn't know like much about them, but I just like my family and I would go to like premiere video. Anybody know premiere video? No. We oh oh that's really awkward. Do you? You lived in Little Rock? No. Oh my. I didn't. I, I never lived in Little Rock. This, ever. What? Where'd you live? Mom L. Oh, okay. Anyways, we would go to pre. It was like a blockbuster, but like town. smaller and more like local. Wait, is that still a thing? So I, as a child, we would go to Premiere Video or Blockbuster, but usually Premiere every uh -huh. Friday night. And we, like, as a family, would get to rent, like, however many movies. Like, we'd each get to rent one movie, me and my brothers. And then we'd rent one as a family, and we'd watch it every night. Or, every night. We'd watch it every, like, Friday night. And so that was, like, the big shining moment of my week. And my one... So, basically, I would get... My rotating movies were the making of Michael Jackson's Thriller music video. 
That was like my movie. Was that a Are you a dancer as well? Was that a full length movie? It was a it was the music video, but then if you go to the special features, uh-huh. it's there's a documentary, an hour long documentary about the making of. And this that was, this that was huge came on a time, DVD. Especially for yeah, it was, it was just, on it was a just VHS. The thriller video on a DVD. Thriller video on a VHS features? with bonus features. Oh. And it had so much like basically that was like my favorite movie growing up, like total weirdo. But then I would also Wait, watch. Are, so, were you a dancer? No, I wasn't a dancer. I know that, no, that was Wait, her, no, I did dance. That was a significant... Not, like, that was her introduction into the world of filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. That's because I, I would watch making the, the making of, and it was the director talking with Michael Jackson, and it was this like wonderful, beautiful thing. But then I would also rent um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that, that was a... God, I love that. That was yes. on heavy rotation for me as a kid. I loved it so much, and I, I still watch though. it. I yeah. skipped to the, the factory part. No, what? I didn't. I skipped to the factory part because I I was like, these old people in bed. No, I love <laughs> I the old people in bed. They all share a bed. It just wasn't. Them. Yeah. It wasn't fan. It wasn't fantastical enough for me. Uh, I love the backstory. I love. It. I I love uh, Gene Wilder. He's such yeah. a. He's so just wonderful. Like he's so funny. He's so cute. He's, he's, ado- he's adorable. <laughs> he's an adorable person. He's just a sweet, I have all a, around guy. I have one of his novels, and I got it for my birthday, and I've been meaning to read it. But I haven't gotten a chance. It's called uh, My French Whore. And it's about, like, espionage. But it's, like, a love story. But it's also wow. just, like, hilarious, apparently. I haven't read it yet. But that's Dang. that's the review that sold me. Okay, yeah. well, love it. <laughs> Was that what you said? Love it. But, yeah, those were sure. my movies growing up. But, I, I mean, I would rent a different one, like, every week. But those were just, like my movies and so uh-huh. i think i wanted that was like my first thing where i was like i want to be a filmmaker uh-huh. but I, it was basically the making of the music video which you know you've seen it i'm sure it's like 13 minutes so it's kind of a move it's like kind yeah. of a short yeah and yeah. so i was like i want to be a filmmaker i want to be but a more than music that video yes crew member but more than that i wanted to like be at the time i just like wanted to be a musician so it was more like i want to be oh you're a big jackson fan oh was i what we don't need to get into the okay. nitty gritty because it makes me emotional. But okay. I loved Michael Jackson. I still oh, yeah. do. Did I love his music. Did you cry when he died? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear something? I was at this summer camp. Whenever oh, he, what happened was uh, he died while I was at camp, uh-huh. and it was like the night where they do this big like crucifixion play, you know, and they have this whole big <laughs> yeah. like. So you watch the crucifixion, oh, and then church. afterwards, like. You know, the guy comes up to me like, well, if you feel a little stir in your heart, stand up if you want to, Lord, whatever. But then he ends up, he goes on this long tangent of like how everyone's, you know, fallen from grace, sinner, blah, blah, blah. And if you die, you're going to go to hell if you don't accept Jesus. And so basically he goes and, you know, there's so many people out there that when they die, they're just going to go to hell today. Michael Jackson died and he and went to hell. He's he's in hell right now. Like he literally said that. And I am this like sweet little like I think I was like I don't know what year it was, but I feel like I was like 12, 10. Yeah, and so I literally crazy. was like Michael Jackson died and now he's, he's in, in hell. hell. Like it was like not even just like the news that he died. It was like He's, he's in, hell. in hell. He's burning in forever. Hell. Wait, is that how he found out That's that he died? That's how I found out he died. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we weren't allowed to have our phones at the. Camp. Literally, like, oh my gosh, y'all. So yeah, that's how I found out that my literal idol of life died and, and was rotting in Jesus? hell. Jesus. 
Huh? Your idol of life wasn't Jesus Christ? Yeah, well, it, I he mean, was you know second. what I'm saying. He was yeah. second. Yeah. But, like, Michael Jackson, man. <laughs> Which now, one. my feelings on Michael Jackson have changed a little. But I still, like, love his music. Oh, his music it. is fun to fucking great. Yeah, and so it was just the saddest, like, saddest thing ever. I, whenever he died, I I was still going to church at the time with uh, with my, my, my mom. And I remember she would stay after church for this, like like musical worshiping where people like spoke in tongues and it was yep. weird as fuck to me but <laughs> I, I, they went on a tangent as well about about yeah. my, my homeboy mj and i was like i remember even i think i was like 14 or 13 and even then i remember thinking what the fuck was the point of that mm-hmm. they were like uh this man calls himself the king of pop but as we all know, there is only one true king, and I was like, "Why? <laughs> why the like, why, fuck what? did you bring that up for?" They're like Elvis. Dude, that's funny. That's uh, a good one. But yeah, it was just like really traumatic for me. But yeah, Michael Jackson, that was like uh, such an influential person in my life. Rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of other filmmaking like things. I mean, I got a video phone when I was like, I think I was like in fourth grade, honestly. Damn. I got a Sony Ericsson like. Oh, pay. those were dope, dude. Oh, yeah, I it was I so cool. It was like one that like slid, slid up. Yeah, I remember that phone. Oh yeah, and so basically you could make movies on it. So I made. I still think about this music video that I made with my friend. We did it to Carrie Underwood's "Jesus Take the Wheel." And <laughs> there was this Classic. amazing scene. Like I basically had this full-on movie happening. I wish I could like find all of these things, but my Sony Ericsson phone is like just probably in the trash can but basically rest in peace um there was this like part where i just had this vision and as as my friend is turning a circle i like stopped it right as she was like in the middle of the spin and then she changed outfits and then i continued the spin and it was like this seamless like holy work that's awesome and i was like i am a superstar which i was not the one in the video but i was like this i made it happen i made it happen that was my first direct movie magic yeah yeah but i also actually made like a short film when i was like when you when i sorry to digress but i i did have this question oh please uh and i i do want to ask it just for the sake of like uh like seeing like if, if people relate to it uh you know uh it's kind of a weird question to ask, but ask it. Do you do you think back about like all those times like in in your creative endeavors, where uh like like just like your delusions of grandeur really kick in? And, are we and, gonna get? Are we gonna get to? Never mind. Sorry, sorry. Are we gonna get to what? I was like, are we gonna start like looking back on like things and like getting like <laughs> sub, like self conscious about them again, like last time? So like. <laughs> No, you look back, you look back, and I think anyone who has ever, like, uh, attempted, you know, or, or been involved or delved into uh, something that has, like, a, a, a true creative process behind it, I think, like, just the f- fucking ego boost that you get for, like, a day or two, it's really, like, crazy. Okay, that went a different way than I thought. Oh, uh, what, what did you think? I thought you were going to say, do you ever look back and feel... Like you were delusional. Oh, I as, do. I, I, that's as, in a way, I do. I am saying that. But no, I will, yeah, but, but no, but the, the, the whole, you know, ego boost is cool, you know. Yeah. That's, that's a real thing. But I, I mean. also, you know, I, 
I, I saw it a lot. I hate to to bring this up, but I saw it a lot secondhand in the film program. Ooh, yeah. wait, what do you mean by that? Like, like someone feeling a confidence boost and then it going away? Is that what you mean? I mean more about like saying somebody makes something and then like all of a sudden like you can see that they immediately like start thinking, feeling good about themselves. I'm the next. I'm so much fucking Big better thing, than everyone. Man. Wait, else am here. I David Lynch or? But yeah, so you're saying basically. When people in the film program would make something good, they just felt not all of them, not all of them, but I did see it on some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not a bad thing. I don't feel like. Are you saying it's a bad thing or not? I think it can can be. It It can can get to your head. It's you gotta. Yeah, I think it's like a fine line. You know, it's a very fine line. There's nothing wrong with taking pride in something that you do. And that's great. But if it develops into a mental illness, that's bad. (laughs) I don't. A mental that's, illness. Yeah, that's a little severe, right? It's, I'm, yeah. I'm exaggerating for dramatic effect. I feel like you're talking about me, David, and Tobias. Do y'all do that? I'm <laughs> <Did laughs> no, just kidding. God damn. Oh, yeah, because we're in this room right now. Yeah, no, we're no, no, I'm not talking like about. I'm not talking about any of you guys. Uh, I, I do like the, the stuff that you guys have made a lot. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're my friends. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I've been in David's movies. Uh, and as have I. Claim to fame. She has. And I, I, I acted for you once. Remember, that's how we met. You acted for me? Yeah, in that, uh, in that woman's... Uh, oh, the yeah. The one we met. Right. Oh. Throwback. Yeah, throwback. That woman's... Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, what was that thing? Yeah, well, okay. That was the women making film. I don't know, dude. It was some women. That's, uh, like, basically, it was this thing where... It, you would direct a scene from a feature and, you know, basically they would compete and whoever won, they would give them a budget to make their feature. And so it had oh, to have been from a feature yeah. script. But, so I didn't write it. It was literally like, I had just directed Sisters and the teacher of that class reached out to me about directing this like short, like scene from a movie shout out to the homie that's awesome anyways that's how we met i forgot about that so he was the yes. main actor in that no I, I was a supporting actor for uh star mccann star mccann she was the it was it was good but yeah i directed that <laughs> shout out to star mccann man you she was, she was hey, and shout out to candace though oh yeah candace she's the one that hooked that's how that i met candace and it was awesome it was. And now we're, you know, women supporting women. Women supporting women. And yeah. I, I'm man supporting women. I'd like yeah. to think that I, that I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I do. I mean, I hope so, too. I, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I wish, I, I do wish that I could do more in, in like, the, the community sense. Like, not just for women, but, like, uh, other, like, disenfranchised uh, communities. Yeah. Here locally, you know. But I, how do I even look into that? Uh, there's poor people's campaign. Yeah, I do want to get involved with yeah. that. You know, yeah, I did go translate of, that one day. I translated for that one lady. Translating yeah. is a great way. If I knew, I wish I knew a foreign language. I took so many years of Spanish and haven't retained like any of it. Well, uh, this is besides the point, but like uh, a lot of like pedagogical uh, approaches to learning a second language have changed drastically within the last like decade or so, mm-hmm. and that's why so many people will tell you. Uh, I took three years of high school Spanish or French, and I can't speak any of it because it was yeah. kind of like not uh, a, it wasn't the most. Well. It wasn't the most efficient way to teach a language. Yeah, yeah. well, I feel like the best the best way I've learned it. Well, when I've been like felt more confident was just like speaking. Like I went to Peru my senior year or junior Dang. of high school, Tight. which was awesome. But I like 
felt like I was like I knew it pretty well at the end of that like 10 day trip but then it was like I didn't speak it for so long like I feel like you have to like continue speaking at least I feel that way for my I'm just not a language person though so I don't know if that's everybody but I feel like I have to like actually have conversation if you use it you lose it yeah exactly but I know some like like I can like listening to other people speak Spanish I can understand like the context of what they're saying but I can't like tell you word for word what they said and I have a hard time like speaking back you know what I mean I feel it's it's uh there's levels and one of them is uh achieving uh language proficiency and Mm -hmm. that's whenever you can like hear somebody speak and like understand for the most part but then generating your own uh linguistic ideas yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's that's called a linguistic competence yeah i don't have that but maybe one day uh man you know what i feel bad about how dark i made it while ago with my delusions comments well no i mean i think i i think i missed well i feel like I, i made it way too dark Let's well, let's well, talk what about. Were you, what were you talking about before we started talking about that? Oh yeah, you um, were talking about something. You, oh, you directed that video where you spun on your. Oh phone. yeah, well I was gonna say so I made that I would make like little music videos and then I would make but it was basically the kind of deal where you like started the video and then you stopped it and I think you could trim it a little bit but it was like you had to start the next one yeah. sequentially. Yeah. Okay. So like it was almost like film on a phone like not at all film but like you couldn't really edit it like yeah. you had to just do it in order mm-hmm. and so um, I learned like how to you know kind of make that happen when i was younger but not really i like don't even think about that as like a film experience but that was like me becoming yeah right i wish that i could find it but i would do like little shorts with my friends and my brothers and stuff like i remember this real weird one like it was kind of narnia-esque but like a creepy narnia where like there was like a sound coming from the cupboard and like they were all playing Monopoly and it was like this crazy long scene of like my brothers playing Monopoly with each other (laughs) and then they like heard the sound I know, right? And so they heard the sound, they went to the cupboard, and then it was like this like terrifying world, and there was like a witch and stuff. That was like my little brain. My friend Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. <laughs> what are you going to say, something? I was going to say, it sounds quite a bit like Narnia. Sounds I know, it was totally Narnia, except it TM. was like evil Narnia. Infringement. But it was know. straight up like they had to get out of the world, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they weren't trying to save anybody, like they were just like, they oh my gosh. Time for that. They had to just get out of there fast. Yeah. Anyways. They were beyond saving. Mm-hmm. Lost cause. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, that was my first short film, so look up for that one. Look out for that one. Coming what is soon. it called? I don't remember. What the was witch. your What was your first one the, that that you would consider like uh, like a real uh, effort? I would say Wake, like my first one in film school, because I didn't, Mm, so basically I like didn't do film really until, I mean, I kind of did, so I I had like this internship my senior year of high school for a digital media company, which was literally just through my high school, it wasn't like some big thing, but we would do all the branding, so went to this really small private school, Um, so basically we, there was like five of us, four of us that did like all of the like graphics for everything like prom and all that stuff and we did do videos like for Christmas and like just random little things so I did technically direct a short in high school but I like don't even think of it that way because it was like nobody had a certain role like Mm -hmm. it was like people were just like oh we're gonna make this but I wrote it and basically directed it um 
But yeah, so I guess that would kind of be my first. But the first one that I feel like proud of is Wake, that I feel like ownership mm-hmm. over, you know, that I, it was like my baby and all that. How did you uh, film that, if you don't mind my asking? Like, yeah. you did, like, was that, like, a green screen? What, what, what no, was so that? everybody thinks, so I literally won Best Editing at UCA Film Festival, and I just laugh because I'm pretty sure they think I was doing some crazy editing shit, uh-huh. but I literally had twins as my actresses. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> are yes. you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. It, that's, like, they were twins. Holy and I'm pretty crap. sure nobody knows that. No, I was, it's, I was, as funny. I remember seeing it at the festival and thinking, like, yeah. This girl fucking must wreck shop at like VA. Yeah, no. VA uh, and I VA literally best, won the award. Yeah, I was VA like, best. I don't deserve this, but thanks. Um, but yeah, so basically, Dude. that was actually crazy. So that was the first short that I'd what ever. If, what if they hear this podcast and just like take They're it? They're going to be like, wait, it... award revoked. You don't revoked, deserve yeah. this. <laughs> I also yeah. won that same. Toby award. won that yeah, award. Yeah, yeah, they give us both that award. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, but. well, well, probably because Wake was only a minute and a half, and they were probably like, "This feels bad giving this to just this girl." Because well, yeah, you edited I, like a full length, like short. And you did an awesome job. Yeah, which which like, movie yeah. was it for? Vicky's Vic, Night. Vicky's yeah. Night. Yeah, that was awesome. And yeah, because you had the little boxes and like yeah. Yeah, you definitely deserve that. <laughs> I spent a lot after, of time. After finding out your secret, I'm like, damn, like, Toby it. should have just. Yeah, I mean, alone. I guess it's That's kind okay. of a compliment that care. people thought <laughs> that. I don't know. It's kind of a compliment. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I was over here just Absolutely. losing my mind. Like, how did she make it look so, like. So real. So, yeah, so unedited, you know? Like, how did she do that? <laughs> amazing. No, I, yeah, just twins. I found them on Instagram. I messaged them and they did it for me. They're awesome. Did you just wow. look up twins in Little Rock, Arkansas? Wait, what? You found them How on you Instagram. Them? Yeah, did you... yeah, I found them on Instagram. Was I think like you stumbled so, upon no, them? No, this is like what I did. This is when Instagram and social media comes in clutch. I literally, all I did was I put on my story, hey, does anybody know a good pair of twins I can use for a short, preferably female? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. And I got oh. so many responses, but this one girl knew the twins that I ended up using. Yeah. Because I wanted them to be girls, yeah. so I got a lot. If you had gotten of... boys, would you like dress them in like little wigs? And little <laughs> yeah, like you... total cross-dressing yeah. moment. No, that no, that was a different movie <laughs> for a different time. Could have been awesome, but yeah. So that's how I found them, and they were like super down, and it was awesome. You could have called it brothers, and then yeah. to follow up your next film <laughs> called Sisters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. But regardless of uh, of uh, it not being. VF, VFX. Uh, I I still enjoyed it. I, I thought it was like a cool little uh, open-ended story. I guess you would say it's kind of like abstract. Uh, it looks great. The cinematography was really good. Uh, yeah. Thanks. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's like my best work, but it was my first short that I feel you know. I feel you. So I'm proud of it because it was. It was one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the first one. And then I did Sisters, which was, I'm not like in love with it, but it was a really big project to finish. So I'm just proud of myself for getting it done. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like seven locations and crazy. Yeah, there was, we, so many actors. We were missing a lot of our, well, we were missing stuff, like, in the middle of it. Like, yeah, we not... they're, like, we left a dress at a place, and so yeah. then we had to, like, it was just, and then, like, the yeah, there was just a lot of, like, little things that I didn't think about 
that would be a big but it was just a learning experience yeah oh, like yeah. But wardrobe that was... and like all that stuff i just don't think you don't think that oh i need to make sure everything is consistent the like it was just a big way too big for what it was supposed to be like you know what i mean like seven locations for like a 12 minute short is just a, a lot, lot of so like I, but the thing is it's like i'm glad i did it because then i like was able to learn okay like you know this is how i can fix like i need to like so then my next short um lullaby was literally one location because i was like i'm not doing this again and like two three actors so like i just learned from my from sisters that like okay going so big is not necessarily like the best way to go with it uh-huh. so yeah but i'm glad I, I mean i'm glad i did it, it was, Dude, like, a good you project. did such an awesome job on lullaby thank you just the directing of it was fucking good thank you yeah that's yeah. my favorite of mine that's your baby I I have only seen it that one time. Uh, I would like to see it again soon. But uh, I will say, like, if you guys are out there listening and, and want to see, like, a, a really good quality film made by a local uh, student here at UCA, Lullaby, check it out. Directed by Claire Burnett. Check it out. What? 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 what, what? Yeah. yeah. So, Lullaby is my baby. Right. Um... Now, do you have uh, any like ideas going forward on what the next project you're going to tackle is? Yeah, so I'm working on that right now. I got picked for DF4, so I'm doing um, my like thesis movie, uh-huh. um, and it's called Moth. So it's kind of a it's kind of a surrealist sort of film about. It's basically about a woman who is pregnant and she gets stuck on an elevator while she's like in serious labor. Oh, yeah. And so it's sort of, and the, like the elevator stops running and all this stuff. And so then you kind of like, it's a surrealist little depiction of like, basically it's about a Southern, the Southern woman's experience and like what the expectations are on her for like motherhood and like just how you're supposed to behave. And it's just kind of this woman dealing with all of those pressures and like, passed down traditions and like just it's it's just really dealing with expectations on women and especially when it comes to motherhood because that's just something that i've been like thinking a lot about lately Uh-oh. um no not like that uh, like in a first, negative folks. way Where are your first so yeah i'm pregnant uh. <laughs> this is my big announcement <laughs> um no it's something i'm thinking about because i just had a niece my niece was just born oh okay so it's just like i had never had like babies in my life before and never experienced you know and i'm i got you know there's kind of this expectation like if you get married young and you're you live in the south and you like come from a religious background i'm sorry i'm laughing about uh my assumption of you saying i'm thinking about motherhood a lot oh my god no no sorry uh Uh, no yeah arkansas i'm the opposite of pregnant I'm not. I'm not pregnant. Sterile. Sterile. No, but I'm just saying, like, the expectation on me to want to just procreate immediately is so weird because, I mean, I'm just, I got married when I was 20 years old. And so, but I'm also, like, a liberal living in this. So it's just, like, I I feel like I'm kind of in this weird, like, in-between because a lot of people that are married really young are really different than me, like, with their values and what they want to do with their Mm -hmm. life and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, more power to your girlfriend if you want to have kids young. Um, But I guess I just feel like for me, 
I just felt this like expectation on me from a very like immediate you know instance when I got married it was like oh so when are you guys having babies yeah. so it's like we're not for a very long time and so and maybe you know it's just that not even slightly on the radar for us and so I think once I had my niece it was just this sudden like like everyone's like oh, oh my gosh nice. are you getting baby fever like oh <laughs> immediately God, and I love my niece but it's just this like moment of like realizing like oh my gosh like I just had this total like existential crisis just thinking about like I if I don't do something different then I could just easily fall into like this cycle and so Mm -hmm. and I I was just thinking about you know what moth is about is this cycle because basically it's about this woman but she's like visited kind of by her sister her mother and her grandmother um who all have different you know relationships with her but different relationships with motherhood and different relationships with you know, femininity and what their expectations were. Um, and so it's kind of this passed down, like, cycle that they're stuck in. And and she's kind of dealing with all of these things of, like, trying to be her own person, but, like, having this baby and not sure what that means. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just, it's basically this, like, fever dream of, like, all of my fears and anxieties and all the things that I feel like are expected of me that are, like, kind of totally terrifying and just how so many women don't get the option to not it's just like expected and you're gonna do it and like this is just the way that it is and they don't even you know get to think about it because it's just the way that their life is um and so I don't know that's what it's about to I mean it's it's pretty surreal and kind of weird but I am really excited about it is it it okay if I ask about the name moth is that break is that like breaking off like the the full yeah and without sharing too much you well, don't have to I don't want to share it on the podcast okay don't, well don't. I'll say I'll just say the moth is like is is a symbol throughout the whole movie and that it you'll you kind of figure out what it means as the movie goes on right but I can share it with y'all later later okay yeah all right uh what what you were saying though uh I mean it, it is crazy how like uh so much pressure is put on women uh to like oh you guys are married uh let's you know let's see some babies mm-hmm. um where them babies at <laughs> where the babies at though hey. uh no i mean like you guys are you, you got married at 20 and uh you guys are both like uh, still really young and I, I think that you guys are lucky to uh find someone at such a young age that you're like oh yeah this is who i, I want to spend my life with and uh you guys are cute. I see it on Instagram. You guys are <laughs> cute together. You, you got a, a, an adorable dog. Love that. We have two dogs oh, and do a cat. You? Yeah. But... Full-on dog, cat parents, animal parents. Yeah. But uh, my point was, like, you guys, uh, like, are so young that you have... You can, like, go see the world tomorrow if you wanted to. And, yeah. you know, you won't, you don't have, like, the obligation of, like, oh, oh let's, let's take care of this baby with us. Uh, you know, you, you guys have so much time to enjoy yourself before rushing into, all right, let's settle down and uh, start that, that family. Oh, for sure. And I think like, you know, I think people just don't, I guess I just feel like, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. People just don't think if you live in the South and you're getting married, like, they don't think that you would want anything different than, like, to stay home with your kids, you know? And so I think that's, it's just kind of a, people are confused when they hear that I'm married because I don't necessarily act like a young married person. 
And I think it's just like, it's just this weird idea that people have of like how you're supposed to live your life. Like, it's like either you get married, if you're a woman, you know, you get married when you're 20 and then you have kids and you stay at home forever, or you don't get married until you're like 30 and you like, you know, don't have any serious thing or you can't, you know, and it's like, there's like this in between that people don't, you know, consider. And so I think I just, I feel like I'm like straddling two different like lives you know Mm -hmm. but we yeah we're wanting to travel and do all the things and I'm really and I also like don't when people ask me like would you like recommend getting married young like I've had so many girls asking me that and I'm like no like I think it's so I don't think it's like everyone should do it you know I just think it's like you have to know yeah you can't just like get I don't know I think a lot of people yeah just think it's this like easy thing to like jump into but it's I think it's super individualistic and we dated for like four years and mm-hmm. you know it was just like an easy easy thing for us but I don't like recommend getting married young you know I mean I'm not against it clearly but I'm just I'm not someone that's like get married you know do it because it's so complicated and there's so much it's difficult and it makes life really difficult because we got to like work around each other for traveling and all that but we're really you know I guess blessed is the right word to like both want the same things in that area, yeah. wanting to travel and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, couple of uh, couple of hipsters. Couple of hipsters. Young hipster <laughs> couple that's what doing you hear. young hipster <laughs> things. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, that's cool. Toby, did you want to say something earlier? I don't remember okay. when I wanted to. Say, I don't think you I. You had a face of uh, a while back of like a. Um, I'm about to say something, and uh, mm-hmm. that was that was quite a while back by now though. So. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> that. Maybe I. May, I don't think I did. Okay. I'm just making sure. Uh, you know, I it, you reminded me of this movie that I saw recently about like uh, woman women, uh, I guess standards. Uh, and it was like a I don't know if you know much about the history of Spain. Not really. So they had a huge civil war, and around the time of World War Two happened, and uh, that's why it, they weren't in it. That's why they weren't in it. Mm. And and and. The, the fascist actually won in Spain and uh, they were he was the dictator for, for in Spain for like fucking 30 40 years or something like that uh, and I I am amazed at like how some of the best works of art come like from those periods of uh, of history that are just so fucking awful mm-hmm. you know and it is just uh like I, does, does that mean like as a human race are we just do we love suffering that much like are we constantly suffering that we find it so easy to relate to uh, sorry if i'm getting the, too depressing again, i don't but know like, maybe, maybe it's just that like maybe it's i think it might be the other way around you know that like uh, art is just kind of like a way of, you know, escapism. Well, I mean, like, it, like it's a way of like kind of coping mm-hmm. and like processing what's going on in the world around you. Yeah, and it that maybe just comes more prolific and more profound during those times. Those you hardships. Know? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like you, like you are, you're processing more. It's like an input and output, you know. But you're I, taking it in, and you're like 
and you, you you have more to work with, so you're create you know well, I, I, either I, creating more or creating deeper. I I understand the creation aspect of it, but the, talking about art like the perception and uh, relating and sympathizing and uh, empathizing with those situations, you know, uh, like you you uh, I, I imagine uh, I, most people like they they see a movie and uh, whether they like or hate a character, you know, they. Uh, they see themselves in in a character for one reason or another, you know, and mm-hmm. and and so many movies, uh, I mean, and just the fact like that's what you learn in like storytelling, you know, you need conflict, you need problems. Uh, I feel like I hate to put, say it this way, and uh, I'm only saying it because I'm lacking in uh the a better word, but it's it's almost as if like as as um humans we fetishize conflict well suffering Mm. you know yeah well i think like something that i've thought a lot about with lullaby and just like thinking through because lullaby was very much about like grief for me um and like different instances of grief but i think what i've been thinking about is like how the most meaningful movies to me have been the movies that have exemplified a feeling that I've had that I haven't been able to like put into words or you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. like something that I haven't been able to even like put words to or process or think about in a really direct way and those movies are the movies that are so impactful to me oh yeah and it's this feeling of like it but it makes you feel better it's like this sense of like catharsis and this sense of like like what I say like that I want my movies to do what I hope my movies would do is to like have, is to have people that watch it to feel understood. And mm-hmm. like maybe that's a niche audience, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not everybody's going to relate. But I think the movies that have made the most, you know, to me is just the ones that I feel so understood by in a way that I haven't felt understood, especially living in the, you know, the South and living in, such, you know, just not necessarily always having people that get what I'm feeling all the time. Not that anywhere you have people that get what you're feeling, right. um, but just being a really, really different than a lot of the people that I've been around my whole life. I think movies were this not necessarily escape but just this sense of like okay like I'm not the only one and Mm -hmm. so I think like you could say it's fetishizing suffering but I feel like more than that it's 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 acknowledging suffering and considering it and being able to talk about it and like letting it be you know Mm -hmm. and just and feeling understood and feeling this camaraderie that then like helps you cope because you have to acknowledge suffering before you can do anything about it you well, know, that's saying that that suffering is inherent, which yeah, I'm not okay. denying, right? Right, right, real Nietzsche-like. But you know, uh, I mean, the fact that suffering is inherent, because I mean, there are people, I imagine, who, Sorry. who, who uh, don't, you know, don't have to suffer, but do. You know what I mean? Like, like they like they have everything, but you know, they're still. The sure. human condition, right, is gonna. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you ignore and so that, it, that goes it doesn't back, make it better. Yeah. So okay, here's hmm. here's a, a a thought, and I I'm forming it as I'm speaking. So yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Bear with me. Um, so I I feel like in in the art uh, in the film community at, at least you know like 
a drama is gonna look a certain way and like a comedy would be for the most part regarded as like lesser art than like a really like epic drama that just pulls at your heartstrings and you cry 10 times watching mm -hmm. it you know um now that makes like more artistic directors gravitate towards that you know towards the more serious pictures um take for example like horror movies you know and a lot of times they get disregarded as great films you know because they're horror movies and like Ari, what's his name? Ari Esther. Ari Esther. Yeah. Ari Esther. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like he's he's a great filmmaker and he's making horror movies. And that's just my opinion. You know, maybe you disagree. But he, he's making great movies and he's uh, making art artistic movies in 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 the horror genre that are are being very respected. You know, uh, as far as I can tell. So imagine like um, somebody makes a comedy. Some some fucking brilliant director, I don't know, whoever's your favorite, makes like a comedy and, and it's just like a group of friends having a fucking awesome Dude day in college. together. <laughs> They're trying to get laid. Well, it's it, like it's like an American pie. No, no, no. It, it doesn't even but it's uh, <laughs> I have to go pee. Oh you're fine. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, you're good, you're it's good. An it doesn't have to be raunchy. It doesn't. It, it can be like wholesome, you know. Yeah. But it's just like, done in a like super those. artistic way. Do you think it would have the same, uh, like, acclaim as like all, all the like sad movies that you see that are, are done very, very well? I think it would have moderate acclaim. Yeah. I think it have. I think it would have Ari Aster level of acclaim. Ari Aster acclaim. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'd I think that there. I think that there are some movies out there that are that are like that, that are already. like that. I think. I think that there are some pretty. I mean, artful comedies out there. Like, uh, would you say like the Big Lebowski? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, I, I feel like we should take a break. Also. Well, yeah, we should take a break. Alright, Toby, um, you wanted to go back to... Oh, yeah, sorry I had to leave in the middle of your um, spiel. I want to hear the rest of it. Very intellectual spiel. Mm. Uh, so back to the spiel, uh, just to catch Claire back up on it. I was talking about um, how, you know, uh, comedies can be seen as a, like, a lesser art uh, in comparison to like these serious dramas that uh, will make you cry and shit. Uh, Any Hall won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there are wonderful comedies mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all genre movies. I think art can be from any any place, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I I think that they can come from any place as well. Oh, I, for I, sure. My my big question was like in terms of like how acclaimed they would be by mm -hmm. um, highbrow uh, audiences. Well, yeah, but they're they're just a bunch of you know. Yeah, Annie Hall, for example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I haven't seen any hall. I don't know how funny it is or how lighthearted it is. It's good. good. Hmm? I'll take your opinion. Your uh, <laughs> what is, what is like, it's good. It's good. It's, good. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't say much more than that. Anyways, what were you gonna say, to, yeah, Tobias? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I was saying. I think that was it. The moment's lost. Dang no it! No worries. I think that was. What it. do you think about it? About. 
about the highbrow elites in Hollywood. Highbrow elites, bunch of lizards. Oscar's too white. Yeah. Oscar's too There's reptilian. There's not females <laughs> anywhere. That's true. <laughs> anywhere in the film industry. So, I mean, I think you just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I do think there's significance to, like, what, you know, critics have to say. But I also feel like if most critics, if 95% of the critics you're looking at are, you know, white men, then there's, you know. That's what they're going to That's something to. that you can consider, you know. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think there are a lot of really incredible movies that are, like, acclaimed but not necessarily like known like you know what i mean like on criterion and stuff yeah. mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's like a good place to look like critically acclaimed but not necessarily like celebrated and you know public or on the oscars and stuff like that and there's a lot of comedies in there too yeah you know? comedies are... i think comedies and horror movies can be done so well for sure yeah they can, and they can. yeah i don't know i think people I don't, I don't really like, I try to guard against like making the stuff I like the best stuff. Like, you know, it's like, I know that there's like a lot of talent and a lot of like really incredible. I feel like it's like, what are you trying to do and do that mm -hmm. thing the best way? Like, it doesn't have to be what I would gravitate towards, you know, because I'm not a comedy writer. I'm like, not that funny. <laughs> and so it's like, that's not what I'm going to write. But if somebody else is hilarious. Thank you. But like other people... Fishing for compliments. Back on the, back on the segment, guys. I'm like so not funny, guys, right? <laughs> no, no, no. You are so hilarious. Claire, you are so freaking... It, it makes oh, me mad like, that you don't acknowledge how hilarious you are. Oh, thanks. Um, anyways, moving right along. I just think... I think we need to respect each other. And I think the best feedback to give someone is... What are you trying to accomplish? And then let me base my feedback on what you want to accomplish. Not, this isn't what I like, so I'm going to give you negative feedback on it or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm talking about peers at this yeah. point. But, yeah, you yeah. know, just with anything. I, I, I do think that uh, art communities should, should serve to support each other. I, I hate whenever oh, it gets sure. really, like, competitive within, like, uh, people who are practicing, you know, who are in the same practice, and I, I like, I like the uh, music community here in Conway. I feel like you guys yeah. are all very supportive of each other, and that's, yeah. I, I think that that's super cool. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot where I was going with that thought. I'm sorry. Well, I just feel like with the, like at least the UCA film community, not necessarily with UCA, just the film community that I'm and we're kind of in, like is super supportive of each other and I feel like people are making I mean there are people that aren't I guess but like there are people that are making really different stuff that are all really supporting each other you know mm -hmm. and I think that's like super encouraging because we all see the potential in each other and want each other to succeed even though we're doing things that are really different from yeah. each other and that's kind of a reason why we started this podcast to help uh, people get their name and brand out there yeah yeah, yeah. I was fishing for compliments, guys. Give them to me. Congrats on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. We, really good really idea. Good We're idea. really proud yes. of you. Thank you. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next segment. Um, Toby, you want to make up a segment on the spot? All right. Um, this segment is called... Um, uh, higher or lower. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say two uh numbers okay. i'm not gonna tell you what the numbers are but you're gonna say them you're gonna you're gonna tell me Word which one's mean. higher 
Which one is lower? Okay. Are you gonna say like number one and number of two? Like a number what about this? What about this? A and B. What about this? The year that we landed on the moon. Uh huh. Or the number of uh the number of oh my god. No, no, no. How about this? How about this? <laughs> no pressure, dude. The, yeah, no The number pressure. of... The world is watching. <laughs> ...of votes they need in the electoral college to win, or the number of... Uh, people. Just people. Um, lower. I'm gonna go it, it, they need less amounts of votes than they then do people. Are people. Yep. Um, there are way more people than there are votes. I'm gonna go with the with the latter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I already just I just told you the answer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dang it. How was that for We're gonna we're gonna develop that segment more so you guys be on the lookout. Yeah, maybe if I, yeah, if I had a little uh, a little bit more time, a little more time to develop, develop it. that, it would it'd be really e- good. Eventually, be. our whole podcast is just gonna be like segment, 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 segment. It's gonna be it's a not game gonna be show. interviews. I love it. Yeah, it's not gonna. And be you're gonna have a we... jingle for each one, and we all yeah. do it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do the maraca or whatever. The tambourines. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna get bongos. Eventually, one day, one day we're gonna get bongos. Uh, nice. What other percussive instruments can we get for our our um, wonderful guest? The triangle. Yeah, I would have rather. I would have much rather played the triangle because triangle. I feel like that's much more like achievable for someone that's and you know not into percussion. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I just I wasn't sure what to do with my hands. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like these like those bells. It's not your fault. You it's my stick. fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh there's like only two of them. Uh, you know what we need? Uh, a wind chime. They can time. just like, yeah, and okay. they, they'll just do that at the end of the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. big old uh, symbol. These are all good a, gong. a gong, a gong. We need a gong in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, all good ideas. These are. I'm gonna write this down. Hold really on. strong stuff, guys. A uh, a, a didgeridoo. <laughs> I when love COVID, when COVID's COVID's <laughs> over. They can just go. What is a didgeridoo? Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. I don't it's know. A, what I'm it unfamiliar. Is. It, no, it's like I just it's, thought it's I would act like I did now. It's that Australian uh, instrument that they they blow into uh, the oh, abor- aborigine. Yeah, and it's uh, like a mm-hmm. you like play it kind of. No, it doesn't have anything on it. It's oh, just, it's just, a, it's just, just a big old. It's actually a, like a ram horn, and you just blow into it. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, like, like that. No, no, yeah. no, it's down. It's like it's like just like a tube. It's like a thing of bamboo okay. that's like hollowed out. That's okay. beautiful. And it goes. Okay. You know that one. We That's should do an acapella song, guys. That just reminded me. You guys can do it. I'm bad. Have you guys at ever seen? Um, Let's do. Uh, you know that acapella movie that took the world by storm with Fat Amy. Pitch Perfect. Yes. Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about. You're talking about the artist. I think I saw Pitch Perfect four. <laughs> There's a fourth one? I, I, only saw I, don't know. I only saw two. I don't know. How many were there? Guys, I don't know, but I love I saw one that seemed like way too like late in the like Yeah. The franchise with like the, a little too specific. Yeah, there was well there, yeah, no, no, it was like there were like spies or something, like on top of everything. It was kinda yeah. Like okay. like in Fast <laughs> and the Furious 
which I've only seen the second one. I'm not a big fan of the movies, but I remember one of the trailers. Like they were parachuting cars off of like a giant, like like uh, what are those big airplanes called? Uh, uh, helicopters. No, no, helicopter. No, you heard that here about first. The, uh, <laughs> are they called like hangar airplanes or something like that? Yeah, they have like cars in them. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. and they're a cargo plane. A cargo. Sure, yeah. we'll go with that. Why I not? I don't know. I don't know. This but they're parachuting plane. cars of a thing. I, think I, I was like, that that's this was I, highly impractical for a car. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a jump in the shark, man. That's good stuff. Sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, like Fonzie? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Fonzie jumping the shark. Good days. Happy days. Happy days, Happy yeah. Happy days. <laughs> good. Wait, did you think Good Days was the name of the show? I did. <laughs> I was thinking about Good Times, but yeah. I combined Good Times and Happy Days. Uh, Claire. Yeah. You're What's a small up? business owner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Entrepreneur. I own two small, two LLCs. Two LLCs. Really? What are they yes. called? So Olive and Sage is my vintage store. Do you have a like a social media presence with your? Yes, okay. it's Olive and Sage Vintage on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Look me up. Um, and I basically so I sell vintage clothing and it's mostly women's clothing, but I also do like home goods and things. Um, and I was doing online once. I was doing online, then I switched to in person, then I switched back to online when COVID started. And now I'm just selling in person at South Main Creative downtown Little Rock. Um, so I have like a little booth there. Um, but yeah, that's like, I've been doing that for a couple of years. Guys, go out there and give her a visit. Yeah, sometime. go out and give me a visit. I remember when I found out that you were doing that. I was looking for props for your movie. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, and I went to, I think, South Main Creative. Was it called? Yeah, South Main Creative. That place. Mm-hmm. And I was asking for a very specific thing. And, Did she have it? Uh, the Claire wasn't there, but okay. the, the the person who was running the place uh, Valerie. said, she, "Valerie." Uh, Shout said, out to Valerie. Shout out to Valerie. She said, "Well, I don't know. It, Claire might have something in her shop, like, <laughs> like that was the place that she she was like, if anyone's gonna have it, it's gonna be her." That's hilarious. And so I just funny. assumed it was like a different person, a different Claire, and I didn't I didn't even mention it at the time but then <laughs> yeah. and then later i found out that it was yeah i was looking for props for claire's movie in her own in her claire shop in her own shop yeah that's so funny the claire shop yeah it's that's funny that she said that because lullaby was totally all the things that i it was like my closet <laughs> yeah. and everything um but yeah it's a really cool shop it's like a bunch of different booths and different like merchants and like then it's basically all either vintage or handmade so it's super a great store yeah how did i assume that just like started as a side hustle but like how how did you get into such a business as mm-hmm. yeah what is that consignment is that what it's that's vintage selling reselling okay. um yeah i started so when i was in college at fayville so i went to fayville for my first two years of college shout out to fayville shout out to fayville well kind of <laughs> yeah the city is awesome take it back <laughs> but then i transferred my junior year and this is my second senior year anyways um i lived in fayetteville and my sophomore year my friend and i courtney started a little like reselling clothing business on instagram called pocket change and so that like just randomly blew up it, be- it was like the first one that now they're like everywhere but it was like the first little like instagram reselling thing that 
hit Fayetteville. So we just like really, yeah, we got like twenty five hundred followers like Holy in two months or something. Crap. Like, yeah, we were like on in the How papers, are you guys whatever. Up with it was crazy. We couldn't keep up with the demand, honestly, because we were both in school, whatever. Um, but we had like literally, we were doing like two photo shoots a week and like posting three times a week. It was wild, but it was like it was a really good learning experience. So, anyways, that's kind of how I got started with vintage, and we did that all my sophomore year. But then Josh and I got engaged. We moved back to Little Rock, um, and so we kind of fizzled out that because I was not gonna live there anymore. Um, she didn't want to like keep doing it by herself. So, uh, I started my own thing, um, in Little Rock, like eight months after we got married. So I kind of had like a little break, but I kept doing it. I just love, I've always loved thrifting and like vintage and like finding a diamond in the rough. So I think, and I do like costume for film too. Like I said, it's like adding all my passions together. I Mm -hmm. love to production design and costume. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that for like five or four years now, I guess, which is weird, but that's how I got started. And I just love vintage. And now I like, I only do vintage, like mostly sixties and seventies clothing. So it's fun. I like go to Goodwill and dig through the piles and all that, all that fun stuff. At what point did did it become an LLC? Like, was that something that came about because you had to, or like yeah. because <laughs> like you're making so much money that you like it had to become an? Is yeah. that a, is that a front for laundering money for yes. uh, all your big? Uh, it's a money laundering. I feel like if that were the case, you wouldn't have. Well, I don't know how money laundering works. Um, no, basically. Gotcha. I start- <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Right. I don't know how money laundering works. Um, <laughs> I started it as an LLC because I think you have, you, I think the number's like pretty low. Like you have to make like $600 or something to technically in a year? need to pay. It's more money than I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. Well, like to technically have to make it into business. <laughs> so I, that's why I made it into an LLC. I'm not making just like the tons of monies, but I have to pay taxes. So wait, is, oh. is it is it six hundred a, a year? I think so. I don't know, man. It's either I've heard six hundred, I've heard two thousand, I've heard all kinds of things. You just did it to But I just wanted to be safe because yeah, I'm. Is that tough to that. do? Is that like six hundred dollars? No, it no. Mean, no. Oh, I have an accountant. Her name is Lisa. She's very nice. You just give her a Shout call. Shout out to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Yeah. Um, and then I have another one company. too, though. You're going to start a what? A clay company. You oh, should. You should. A you should. People's Dude. Clay Creations. And you can sell it. You heard it and here first. And you can first. sell it in my booth. Yeah. If you Valerie approves, you can. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, just, yeah, put it in there. Okay. Cool. Um, hey. But what was I talking about? So I have another business. Do you want to hear about that one? Yes, of course. Okay. So that one is for like photography and videography freelancing, which I just started like in January, I guess of, yeah. So it's been almost a year. Wow. That feels crazy. Um, well, this times has been weird because yeah. of like all the you know, yeah. obvious the COVID. COVID. Um, I don't want to say that word anymore. I know. It's like, you just don't want to speak yeah. of the devil. SARS COVID too. Yeah. Let's call it that. What? What do you call? What do you call it? SARS CoV two. SARS CoV two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'll, um, I'll, go, that I'll run with it. I'll run with it. But basically, <laughs> I started my business. Like, I got you know a camera, whatever. Wanted to start doing photography. I was already doing film at this point, but I hadn't like DP'd really anything and stuff, and I wanted to like get better. So, and I thought it could be a good side gig to like start doing photography. You can make some pretty good money there. You can. Um, so basically I started doing births, um, which I love doing births. That's another thing. That's another 
reason for moth because people are like, oh, you love birth. You must want to have a kid. It's so, like, no. so are those photos of yes. the Moths. child crying? Yes. It's literally... Oh, no. Come no, on. yes. Yeah? It's the baby's... Birth is beautiful, boys. Yeah. Get freaking used to it, man. No, I'm not, okay. I'm not gonna, I was just, watch. I, didn't know, I didn't know such a profession existed. Oh, that's yeah. What, that's where the shock was. It totally does. And so Birth basically, happens. I've only done three because I was like on the route to like. Fully... I was actually joking when I said that. So I'm, nope. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I started doing births um, and I was gonna like be a birth photographer. Like that was gonna be my niche thing. But then coronavirus. Still to this day, you can only have one visitor, and it, so. But before I had, I had done all my births at Baptist, and you can have two visitors and your doula there, which a doula is like a birth support person. Right. Um, and so basically, that kind of just all went downhill whenever coronavirus happened because I wasn't allowed in hospitals. You didn't and become a doula. No, oh, which doula literally all Package this is another deal. thing about our literally just now they raised the thing to where doulas are allowed back into Baptist Hospital. But like for a while, there was all these women that like had hired doulas and their doulas mm-hmm. weren't even allowed to go with them to their birth, which is that's so false. ridiculous because doulas are so important to the process. But anyways, that's another topic for another time. Um, so that's what I was going to do. But because of coronavirus, I had to, which I still want to do births, but um you know, it's, unless it's a home birth, I can't really do it right now. So I had to like pivot from that. And so I kind of just started doing like photo video stuff for like, I, I'm doing like, well, I haven't done one in a while, but my, uh, father-in-law is an artist. So I started doing, he's like a sculptor and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's super good. He just had a gallery or he just had a exhibit at a Kansas gallery downtown. Do you know what, about What's the thing? Joe Barnett. Joe Barnett. Um, yeah, so he's awesome. Look him up. Yeah, you should look him up. But I was doing, so I started doing a video series for him called Art and Garden. So it's basically like he talks and it's kind of like that kind of vibe. Are these like webisodes? They're on Instagram and YouTube, yeah. Okay. So started doing that and then I started doing photography. So now I'm doing like weddings and like freelance businesses and like portraits and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's my other business. It's uh, called Claire Barnett Creative. Look me up on Instagram. Go ahead and hit that lot, uh, follow button <laughs> yeah. over there. And, I'm just uh, like giving you all my links. No, that's what we want. We want that's exactly what we want. That's the yeah. point of this podcast. Cool. Okay. Yeah. If you have any more links, man, go ahead and shout them out. Yeah, Vimeo, Claire Barnett. There it is. Uh, how much would you charge for some headshots asking for a friend of mine? Um, it's kind of expensive. Like We can mm-hmm. talk after. Okay. I would do them for you for cheap, though. Oh, sweet. Okay. But I don't want the people to think that I'm going to give them a deal. You know what I'm saying? They're all, she's always cutting deals, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, if you if you are uh, doing business with Claire Barnett, you are automatically getting the friend prize because she happens to be everyone's friend. Yeah. yeah. She is that type of human. Just if you talk to her, we'll befriend you. We'll be she friends. might even give you some of the... The, the money, the profits. She'll yeah, probably will, she'll probably pay you. I to... might just cut you a check after yeah. we do the shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah. you for your time and she's so no, She told me that uh, I could have her car. Mm-hmm. She told me that. <laughs> it's uh, true. Yeah. Heard it here first. Uh, yeah. You guys did. I, it, I've heard, <laughs> I heard it before it already. Several yeah. times. She's been talking Somebody about else heard it. it. Multiple she's sources. Like, oh, man, I can't wait to give you my personal vehicle. <laughs> Pretty really cool. Very nice. Pretty, so, she's nice she's our very own Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. Look underneath your seat. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> it's a chair. It's a chair. It's wheels. Congrats. So 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 clear. So so. 
It's been going good though. The the, the two businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Going good. I mean, it's I'm a very busy human being because of it, but it's doing? been good, and it it's allowing me a lot of freedom to like, you know, work on creative stuff. I mean, yeah. well, they're both creative. Yeah. yeah, they're both creative, but like just being able to like, you know, have the freedom to be my own boss and stuff. I don't love yeah. doing. I mean, I've done a lot of jobs. Like in high school, I worked. You know, every I worked since I was fifteen at like minimum wage. You know, jobs. Yeah. And so. At like restaurants and I worked at a clothing store and so basically I just was like I had it with that. But kind no of, more. No more. So you're your own boss already. Yeah. That's that's the goal. That's fucking awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> Thank you. Because uh, I am not my own boss. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Like, um, yeah, it sucks, but it's also great. It just takes a lot of time to develop to be able to make enough money. Yeah. But yeah. How know? stressful was was it getting those things uh, off the ground? I mean, not not a ton. I'm just like somebody that like if I want to do something, I'm just gonna focus all my energy on it and just get it done. A real go getter. Yeah, I'm a real go getter. But that's not always like the best thing for my mental health. But um, that being said, there were definitely stressful moments. But like since I'm like super passionate about both of those businesses, I it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't like work that I didn't enjoy doing. But there are times where it gets to be overwhelming. But I really love doing. All of it, so. It, you know, uh, I have this friend, and I'm always, like, wondering, like, man, what's what's his secret? What's going on there? <laughs> and then uh, I got to know him better, and, and I understood what this kid has that I don't have. And that is just, like, an incredible amount of discipline of, like, getting it done. By the way, I'm talking about David right now. He's right here. This Ooh. man has some good discipline. I'm like, wow, Dude. like, Daddy. shit. And uh, it made me reflect on myself, just like He's seeing him work on stuff. That's just like, he, he gave me a talk, not directly at me, but I, he, he was like, oh man, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. Uh, we need to have the discipline to get it done. I am so bad at that. Mm-hmm. I'm so bad at, uh, I'll start one I thing. I too. I'll start a billion things. I get, I get so, I want to start another one. Yeah, me too. I love starting things. Dude. Yeah. Well, Shit. I'm like that too with like small projects. I think it's just like choosing to do something big and then sticking with it. But yeah, I'm like that when it comes to like little things, for sure. For sure. You just got to make the decision, man. Go for it. It won't happen unless you do it. That's true. All right. So so, so Claire Barnett. Yeah. For the, the folks listening at home who want to start their own LLC, uh-huh. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your first, what do they need to go home and do? Um, call an accountant. Because trying to do it by yourself, you're going to spend way too much money and you're not going to know what you're doing. So call an accountant and they'll do it for you. How expensive are accountants? Not that expensive. My girl was like, it was $150 extra to get her to do all of the work for me. And then it was just like $100. So it probably cost me a total of like $250 per LLC. That's not, not Which is not, not at, at all. all bad. Because I tried to do it by myself on like um, one of those websites uh-huh. and it was going to charge me like $200 just like because it was like adding stuff that I didn't necessarily need uh-huh. so I would recommend um getting an accountant because they will know exactly what you're supposed to do because that's another thing with like photography and videography you're supposed to charge taxes and so you have to get a special like home business license and you have to get a tail sales tax ID and then you have to start a new bank account for your taxes and so basically there's just a lot of steps that you wouldn't know unless you're like an accountant and I am not and my brother is studying to be an accountant so he's been like 
I have a licensed accountant, but he's helping me with like logistical things yeah. that I like don't. I'm just like hopeless when it comes to like that. When it comes to stuff that I don't care about and it's hard, I'm oh. just like, no, oh, I'm not going to do it. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I'm sorry, no. Yeah. If I don't have the like, you know, desire to do it, I'm not going to do it. All right. So. Well, um, we, we want to have enough time for you to uh, play play a song. With, by the way, Claire is uh, playing a, a did, diddly for us. A diddly? A little yeah, diddly. A little diddly <laughs> for us. Oh, Before that, though, and... uh. Well, what is the name of the song? It's a Tom White song. Yeah, it's called um, Please Wake Me Up. Are you going to sing it like doing his like uh, growly voice? No, but I, <laughs> you know, I've practiced with the growly voice and I just can't. Wasn't it your off. thing? Mm-mm. I feel you. I'm just kidding. I no. but, <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, but before we uh, move on to that, uh, do you want to talk more about your films? Yeah, well, um, I don't know what all to say. I mean, I talked about Moth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I guess just look out for Moth, mm-hmm. everyone. Um, that's my current project, and I'm hoping to get it done by like spring. So it'll it'll be out there. I'm really excited about it. And you know, tell your friends, support your local artists. What up? right for sure always uh support your local artist uh it's not an easy thing to uh to you know dedicate that time to create something and on top of that like all, all of this local artists oh have, hey like, other jobs i Go have ahead. something else to shout out i'm working on david's feature oh yeah <gasps> yego Gosh. boy yego which boy. i can't pronounce correctly ever oh, that's good um but it I'm doing production design for that, and awesome. it's going to be freaking amazing, and it's, yeah, local feature, right. Arkansas. Check it out, and, boys and, uh, and girls. Our next host on the podcast happens to be uh, Luis Hernandez, who is the producer of the film, and Ooh, he, he, will, he will be able to give us some really good uh, things to look forward hey, to about Yagoi. He's also producing Moth. He's producing Ooh. Moth. Oh yeah. my god! Dude, so you need to hit him with it. Luis is such a he's the king of hustle. He's incredible. He did he, Sisters yeah, too, sure. and yeah. it, without Luis, I would not have had any success with Sisters. He called every location. He did. I don't know that that guy just does it. He gets for it sure. done. Yeah. Uh, does he go get the campaign that he's been running for or for you, David? The Yego campaign he's been doing, like. That has to be with the greatest campaign in Arkansas in the history DIY. Of the world. Well, not <laughs> the world, but like in this yeah. DIY community of uh, filmmakers and artists. For uh, sure. Here, here locally, like he's printing shirts, he's printing COVID face masks. Uh, what? Can I get one of those? I got a shirt. You want a face mask? I want a shirt. Well, uh, he's going to be here next week for you, Toby. Uh, oh, actually, two weeks from now. He's going to be here on yeah. the 18th. Who's going to yeah. be here to, next week? Next week, David is busy next week, so oh, we won't be able to take a week off. We're taking oh. a week off. Wait, oh. we can talk about scheduling later. I might be out of town that on on the eighteenth. Maybe I don't really know. I need to look at my yikes everything. Well, we'll deal with that later. But uh, as far as Claire, he's producing your movie. I'm sure you can get in contact with him about buying some of that sweet some sweet of that merch. merch. Yeah, mm-hmm. some sweet merch. Yeah, I want um, some merch. I want to support. The movie. Mm. Yes, you should. Yeah, I for sure. Well, I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, support it, guys. Support it. Yego oi. Uh, mm. By the way, I'm having a, a a little small role in it, so you can see your boy John 
Yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell extra. you what hey. happens to me. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what my storyline is. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just go watch the movie but when it comes epic. out. It is going to be. If epic. I know David, I just got done praising him earlier. This man uh, sees it through till the end. Mm-hmm. and uh, He's so uncomfy. He is uh, honestly <laughs> like the coolest. Uh, he's not even fishing for compliments right now. And I'm giving them <laughs> to him for free. <laughs> Guys, for free. Uh, this bit, I'm kind of dragging this bit out. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, change it. Um, do you want to talk some <laughs> more about Lullaby before we go? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if what do you want to like... know? Well... Uh, are you doing like a festival run with it? Yes, so I am. Um, it's right now. It's I'm like in the process of waiting on things. Like my next yeah. deadline to find out is December. Gotcha. So it'll be a while. But it was just in um, Filmland here, Arkansas Cinema Society. I remember that. Yes, so that was a big exciting thing, um, and that was like the premiere, I guess, of of Lullaby. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hopefully, I will have a long festival run, but I don't have anything to report Man, yet. Man, those festival runs are fun. Yeah. Well, they were pre-COVID. I don't know how they yeah, are Yeah, right COVID, now. most things are like online, yeah. but still yeah. cool, you know? Still cool. Last still year, cool. dude, we had a lot of fun during those festival runs, right? You went, you were at most of them with, with me when I went, right? Last year? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> I went, I mean, I don't know. I went uh, to a few of them. Yeah. Well, th- that was that summer when we were just like all of us hanging out. Like, yeah. It's hard to remember who went to what event because it was like a big group of us, like nine, ten people just constantly just. Yeah, I think I went to that. a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good summer. I don't remember anything. Not to say that that was my glory days. Four days ago. Because my glory days haven't happened yet, but yeah, it was fun. Nice. Yeah. Glory days. Glory days. Glory days. But uh, you you want to talk like uh like inspirations for um for lullaby like uh, more in depth or if you don't want to like you could just say like hey go watch the film. <laughs> well, I would both. be happy to talk about it. Um, yeah, it's basically just a story about a woman who's like dealing with grief and she's a musician. Um, but it's kind of like experiencing this like block of not being able to be a musician and sing and play her piano and whatever, because she's like so struck with grief. Um, and you know, there's like backstory, all that stuff, but basically her like significant other is gone. We don't really know what happened, but he's gone. So she's kind of just dealing with, um, that loss um, and trying to come to terms with that because the real inspiration for me from my my life has just been different times that I've experienced grief. So like I've been talking all this time about how I am like a musician, a filmmaker, whatever, but I've always had different creative outlets. Like I've always written songs. I didn't really mention that here, but I've always written songs. Um, and so that not that I even have put them anywhere other than when I was 12. Um, but God, I, I look just, for those, by the way. Yeah, go and look for those. Uh, no. But basically, I have always written songs, and that's been like a way that I've been able to like cope and just deal with things. And now it's kind of moved towards film, but I'm still, I still do music and stuff. But basically, I've always had a creative outlet to cope with my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and so the movie's kind of about like the times where you, where I felt so much grief that it's like this block 
that I can't even like cope with it through music or through you know whatever creative outlet because it's so like raw and difficult to think about and you know it's, it's just kind of like that moment before you're able to like start to deal with it um and so that's kind of what lullaby is about it's like this pause of life that she's in and this like moment where she has to kind of you know make a decision like are you going to stay in this grief and or are you going to you know push through and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah it's just it's just kind of about that whole that whole thing um just dealing with loss and death and how like how also how death and loss and like breakups and all of it is just kind of so it's so relative to where you are like that's another thing because it's like I've there's been two big losses in my life one was like this breakup that I had when I was 15 that like is so ridiculous those now. are rough at that age but like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean when you're so young and it like feels like your oh, life yeah. is over but mm. then like when the other inspiration for the movie is like when my grandmother died which was like super traumatic for me like you know, I think it was my freshman year of college or no, it was like my sophomore year on Christmas day. So it's like, that is like horrifying. And like we walked in and found her and all this stuff. It was awful. And so it's like, this happened to me. But then it's like, I think the movie is kind of dealing with like the, the kind of weirdness of like how similar those moments were for me. When it's like, this is something that now I look back and I'm like, that's so stupid. You know, I'm 15. I like had a boyfriend, whatever. But then it's like, this is like an actual horrible loss. But it's like, depending on where you are in your life and like, you just, it all feels like just this gush of like grief and sadness Mm -hmm. and loss. Uh, Just a little side note. Uh, It's so weird how like, uh, emotions are so uncontrollable, like, you know, I don't feel like I ever know like how I'll react to things, you know. And there are certain times where you even think like, oh, I should be reacting this way, like whether that be like I shouldn't be as sad about it or I should be sadder about what just happened. But uh, it's just so weird how like mm-hmm. you're not very you're not uh, in charge of yeah. of those moments, you know, or or those sentiments. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's really true. And it just feels kind of, I don't know, for me, those moments have just felt, those moments of loss have just felt like this, like, just pause of like everything and you just can't do anything. And I think that's kind of what lullaby is about. And just that like moment before you can even think about it. It's like just this sadness and stillness. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what Lullaby is. Sad. It's sad, but it was really good and, like, therapeutic for me to make. And so I think I'm really proud of it because it, it was this mo- – it was, like, you know, the whole movie is about her not being able to deal with her grief. But it's, like, me making the movie was my dealing with the grief, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's okay. kind of weird because it's, like, a parallel. But, like, yeah, I definitely identified – a lot with her character and more than I have with my other movies um, for sure so I think it was just good for me to be able to like if it doesn't get in anything else or whatever like at least it was this like personal growth experience for me and I think like that's that's what I that's really what I want out of my movies is for it to be personal growth but it also to touch people in the same ways that those movies that I've watched and consumed have like touched me in those ways and so Really, my goal with it is, like, for somebody to be, like, oh, my gosh, me too, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of my hope with it. And really proud of it, and I love it a lot. And Sophie Barnes did an amazing job. 
My yeah. main girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, check it out. I, I can't stress how much I enjoyed it enough. I can't stress enough how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought <laughs> it was uh, like such a solid, <laughs> uh, such a solid production, just in general. And in, in, it's really well rounded. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yes. Go out there, watch it yourself, and enjoy it. Toby, yeah. you yes. want to say something? No. Come on, dude. <laughs> Do Anything? you have any of those of those songs from when you were four? Do you remember any of those? Oh my gosh, I remember them very vaguely. One was about like um, this like four year older who had a dream. Did you say four year older? Yeah, that's what it, I say in the song. Oh, okay. Like, One day a four year older woke in the night. <laughs> it's like this really <laughs> dramatic song, uh-huh. um, but it's basically about this four year old girl who had a dream that four her. Four year older. It was like this four-year-old girl who had a dream that her dad took her to the prom or was driving her to the prom but had a heart attack on the way to the prom. <laughs> but then he he it's survived. That suffering. He survived, guys, and oh, then he God. still took her to the prom. That's nice. aside from the fucking heart attack. Yes. The he walked the out of that award hospital. Here, guys. <laughs> that They're was like, where my Sir, little... we need you to lay back down. Nah, I got nah. a daughter to take the prom. <laughs> Literally, though, that's that's the whole song. That's well, it's her. She had this dream. Okay, so like, yeah. it didn't really happen. Oh, yeah. dang! Yeah. she woke up and it was. Yeah, I was like, wait, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was my really incredible six-year-older song. That's good. That's awesome. Thank you, everyone. Wait, hold on. What six-year-old is going to prom? Hold on. Four-year-old. No, she had a dream when Where she, she was, was four, four about going to the prom when, when she, she was, was in six, high 16. school. Okay, all right, all right. Guys, that makes sense, guys. Uh, okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It makes sense. Simple yeah. math. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, that just, I was lacking. <laughs> silly. Yeah, I was lacking common sense on that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, shoot, man. I I always I always hate when I have to call it a night. I always say, like, man, I wish we could keep on talking more. Oh, wait, we should say, though, that the <gasps> song is from the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it's in the movie. It's so the, the song movie. I'm going to sing is, like, the main theme of the whole movie. Yeah. I just wanted to add that of Lullaby. It's a good touch. Yeah. Just so that everybody knows why I'm singing it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know. And and she liked the song also, a lot. Yeah. I do love the song. Tom Waits is... We almost danced this song in our wedding, uh-huh. but it, it mentions divorce, and so we decided it wouldn't be the best idea. We said, mm, maybe not. Yeah. But what did you dance to? It's a song called Ulysses by Josh Garrels. Kind of obscure. It's okay, guys. You don't have to pretend. Oh, yeah, Ulysses. I love it. Dude, that is... Oh, you said Ulysses? I thought you said Ulysses. <laughs> uh, best fucking song ever, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Best fucking song ever. Uh, all right. Well, then uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cut this as as sad as it makes me. Uh, stay tuned for the next podcast. As I said, we're gonna have uh, Luis Hernandez, uh, dear friend of ours. Everyone here in the, yeah. In the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we love, love, we love him. We yeah. love him. He uh, it's very lovable. All right. Good night, folks. You want? Should we do a jingle? Yes. Not now, but okay now. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna redeem we... myself. It should be like. A... We'll do that. We'll do that thing we did last week where we listened to the camera and <laughs> the intro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what should our, our our jingle be for? Uh...
Uh, it should be like a nighttime song, like a like a sleepy lullaby. Like a good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go. You know that song? I thought you were about to sing uh, Sweet Baby James for a second. Like, I, I don't know that one. Uh, it should be a real song and we can harmonize. Uh, what, what's a real song? What's a real good night time song? Everybody. Blowing um, in the wind. <laughs> yeah, the cha times there are changing. I don't know. Harvest, I don't know how to play Harvest Moon. Do, 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 Let's just full on do it. Sleepers, creepers, sleepers. Who sings this? Oh man, I totally uh, downloaded the wrong Neil guitar Young. tab thing. No, I didn't. Uh, harvest. Maybe I did. Let's see. I wanna see you dance again. Oh, this is gonna be sweet if we can make it happen. I can't find the words. Uh, come a little bit closer, hear what I have to say. <laughs> just like children sleeping. <laughs> just, I just memorize them right, yeah. line by line. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready. I definitely downloaded the wrong damn app, man. Are you downloading the right one now? No, I maybe. I. You could play this. Yeah, I might have to. I'm a real musician. Huh? Oh man, I, I I gotta hear it. Do 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 do. Wait, wait, is it, what, what does the like the bridge go? But but there's a but there's a full moon there's a full moon rising Let's go dancing in the light I think that's down. right, isn't it? Yeah You know what I'm saying I'll just keep it on the D Are we starting from the top? Oh uh, yeah, let's go from the top Alright, alright boys this might take a couple of takes and then we'll edit out the mistakes. Yeah. That's how I feel about the next song I'm gonna play. We'll see if I can. No worries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guess, did y'all really wanna try it again? I'll do whatever you want. Sure. I'm here. Should I just start? Hear what I have to say. 
children sleeping We could dream this night away But there's a full moon rising Let's go dancing in
outfits were all made of iron Like nothing that I'd ever seen When our divorces are final She'll fit right into my skin Next to the pawn shops Ladies and gentlemen, Claire Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Hey, can you cut the camera? Yes. Or, um, no, let's say it again.